Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Amen. As you're seated, turn around and say hello to somebody in the room. Tell them you're glad they came to church this morning. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoo. Amen. They were some gifted, talented children in that group. Amen. Yeah. Come on. There were some that danced like me in that, and I also in that group. And so uh, that's a different story. But man, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much. Man, ain't it good to be in God's house? Come on, it's so good to be in God's house. I'm glad you're here. And if this is your first time with us today at Faith Renewed, it could be right here in the house, in the room with us. It could be joining us there in our online community, just wherever it may be. If you're with us for the first time, we want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith family, let all of our first-time guests know you love them. Come on, would you do it? Come on. Amen. So good. We hope you find a home here. We honor you today, and this man, are so thankful that you came and worshiped with us, gotten connected here, and we'd love for you to be a part of what God's doing. Amen? Here at Faith or New. Well, do this in-house, at home, grab your Bibles, and go with me to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Come on. Yeah. A few people. Anybody excited about the Word this morning? Come on. Where are you at, love? Come on. Anybody excited about the Word? Come on. Amen. We love the Bible here, and we believe His Word is true. Amen? If you use the version Bible app, which is a very cool Bible app, uh, you can do this right here. You can uh, go to more and then events and actually follow right along with me today in this message. And I'd love for you to do that and uh, or use your paper Bible, whichever it is. But Titus chapter 2, uh, I'm going to read verses 11 through 14. And when you've got to say, I have it. All right, well, let's read it. It says this. It says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Anybody thankful for the grace of God this morning? Man, I love it. I'm so thankful for the grace of God. And it's teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. So as we live here, as we do life here, as we, as we go about, this is what it says in verse 13. But looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Man, that's a good verse. Verse 14 says this, who gave himself for us, Jesus did this for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Man, we should be zealous about good works, not just like, I got to do it. No, I, zealous about good works. That, that's a cool passage. We're going to talk about it in a moment, but let's pray first. So, Father, we just, oh, we're so honored, so, so humbled and thankful and blessed that we can gather and gather in your name. And we just lift up the name Jesus in this room as we magnify and glorify the Father. And we just praise you for what you're doing. And as we declare your word today, God, let our hearts be open, clear-minded, ready to receive all that you say to us in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Ask your neighbor this question or tell them to ask you. How about that? Say, ask me why. All right, just, yeah, ask me why. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, ask me why, why what? Yeah. If you're new here, uh, we're in a series right now, and it's simply called 
why. And uh, it's been good, man. We have been digging deep into looking at what we believe as a church and why we believe it. You know why you believe it is just as important. Amen. Is what you believe. And so your why is so significant. And um, we've been digging hard, man, going for some, for several months looking at and digging into what we believe. And I, I just love it because as a pastor, my heart is just is discipleship and to see people grow in their faith. And one of the things that as we have been digging into this series, God started putting in my heart that question and 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 to spark conversations with people and, and not just come hear a sermon, hear a series, go back, do life the way you've always done it. We want, it, we want you to actually put it into, into, into application and use the word that's being given. And so I, we've, we've did this. We've got a, we got a shirt, T-shirt giveaway, all right? Free. It's a giveaway, but this is how you do it. Now, this is what I'm not. If you're serious about this, and I believe you are, if you've been loving this series, if you've been growing, if you've been getting something from this word, and you feel better equipped to ask, answer the question why, uh, I want you to do this. You can go on the Church Center app. If you're not a part of our, our Facebook family community, um, this is how you're finding out about this right now. But go on to, if you would, uh, our Church Center app, and you can go to the sign-up section. And right there, you can just register for a free shirt. And this is what it's going to have on the front. It's going to say, ask me why. All right? Now, I'm going to tell you, don't get one of these if you're not planning on having a conversation with someone about Jesus, because they're going to ask you. You're going to have that person. You're going to have somebody come up to you and say, why? And so I want you, again, to start the conversation, share your faith, not just, again, keep that in. Man, God's called us to share what he's given us. Amen? He's called us to share. And this is where I draw this from. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says it this way. He says to, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Come on, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Amen. We got hope within us this morning. Amen. And it says this, with meekness and fear. Now, this is a cool passage, and I, I hope you, you know, again, caught that whole passage because a lot of times that's a verse that we've been known to, I've done it, and, 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 and we've been known to kind of just zero in on the center part of that passage. Now, you may have heard it. It says, you know, again, some people will quote it and say it, man, that you got to be ready to give a defense for the faith. Amen? And, and we should be. But I want you to know, I don't want us to miss that whole verse, because he shows us what that's supposed to look like. Um, and so we can do this. We can give a defense without being all defensive. Man, ain't that, aren't we liking that in our world today? Come on, aren't we liking that today in our world? But he says to do it this way, and this is how we're able to do it. The first thing he said was to sanctify the Lord God in your heart. So how you're going to be able to give a defense, first of all, is by setting God apart in your heart. That means there's no neutrality. There's nothing. There's no neutral area in this thing that you have set apart. You have sanctified God in your heart. He is the Lord of your life. You've made that clear. Then he says this, to do this, be ready to give a defense. Now, the last part we overlook a lot because it says to do it this way. It says to do it with meekness and fear. Now, this is not, does not mean like we're doing it and we're scared. That's not fear what that means. It literally means that we're doing this with gentleness and reverence. 
man, there's a big difference. Because here's what we don't want to do. We're not trying to win an argument. We're trying to win a soul. Amen. We're not, we're not out there trying to, trying to show somebody we know more. We're trying to show, get them to know the Jesus that we know. And Proverbs says, he that wins souls is wise. And so, again, we're not trying to win a fight. We're trying to win a soul. So I hope you'll do this. I hope you take serious the gospel in Jesus, and you want to have conversations and start those conversations with others. So, again, get a shirt on us. We want you to have it. Do it today. We'll end. The registration will end next Sunday. So it's something that you had to do this week. So, again, don't miss that. But um, a why today, we're going to continue on in that, and we're going to answer another why. Why? And today's why is this. It's why we believe in the return of Jesus Christ. Come on. We believe in the return of Jesus Christ. And this is from our statement of faith. If you, if you look about our, in our belief system, this is what we believe. We believe in the blessed hope that Jesus Christ is coming back again. Come on, amen. Together, all saints to himself, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Now, it's cool because there's three things in that one statement today that we're going to break down and we're going to look at. And as we do that, I want us to celebrate this time of year. We just got through singing and worshiping with our Faith Kids group, who did an amazing job, by the way, singing that song. And we do. We celebrate Christmas, man. We should focus on celebrating the resurrection. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Amen. And, uh, and we celebrate. But, but as we celebrate that, we're celebrating, truly, if we are honoring what it should be, we're celebrating that God comes out of heaven and comes down to earth. Like Emmanuel. That's this. He's God with us. And so like we believe that Jesus Christ comes to the earth. Now it, it's going to be amazing. Next week, don't miss. I, I get here. Bring someone with you as we look at why Christmas. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll celebrate that together. But I, I want you to again today to celebrate again that if he came and again, that's where it all begins. That's where it all starts. That if Christ comes to earth, again, we as believers believe what the gospel says. Now, we believe the fullness of that. Now, Wednesday night, and awesome, I love Wednesday nights at this place, man. They're awesome, and I celebrate those as much as I do Sunday. They're so much fun coming together. And Wednesday, in a study of 1 Corinthians, man, we begin to look at and celebrate the power of God that's within the gospel itself. Come on, that just within that, there's life transformation. There's life-giving power in the gospel. Now, this is today when we're speaking about the return of Christ, this is like the ultimate ending to this story that we've been speaking about and talking because we believe it's number one thing when the area of Jesus Christ coming again, we believe that itself. The number one is he is coming back. He's coming again, and he's going to come, and this is what's so cool. We celebrate Jesus coming to earth, and man, I tell you, I love it. I love the gospel, and, and he does this. Jesus comes, and he dies in our place. He dies for our sin. He takes our shame upon the cross, upon himself, and then we know this. He gives his life for us, but he resurrected on the third day. Amen? Amen. He, he resurrected, he defeated death, and he resurrected on the third day. And then we believe it's that he ascended. After that, he ascended to heaven. And man, what a moment that was, man, as they all stood there looking up. And as Jesus was ascending into the heavens, and, and, the, and the angel's like, um, bro, what you looking at? Go get busy, all right? I understand, that's, that is amazing, but now go do what he said, all right? Go do this. And now, now we believe that. Now, the ending of this is what is so amazing is he ascends to heaven, 
but he's coming again. Now, this is what's cool. We're singing like this time of year, you know, those sweet away in a manger and first Noel's. And, it, and it's like he's little, you know, that baby Jesus. And, and those baby Jesus is awesome. And I'm thankful. But, but you got to think about something. He came in humility and he humbled himself and he set apart in that moment everything again that he could have easily held on to. He sets those things aside and he comes down from heaven to earth. Now he comes now and he, he, he comes to us and now he lives his life. And this is a humble thing that he does. Matt, full humility to be able to set aside who he was in a moment and come. Why did he do, why did he do it? He knew we needed him. Yeah. All right. He looked at our life and he's like, man, I'm the answer to what they need right now. And so he comes down from heaven. He comes to earth. And, and it's amazing. Again, gives his life for us. He humbles himself. Matter of fact, it goes on to say it was humility. He, he humbled himself. And he became obedient, even to the death of the cross. He, he humbled himself and surrendered his life. That's humility. Now, now, but you've got to see, the story doesn't end there. Come on, amen. It's not, it's not the end. This earth's cool, but this is not all there is. There's more to the story. We see now where Jesus does this. When he comes again, when he comes, the scripture says that every eye will see him. Every eye will have to look upon him and see him. Now this humble Jesus who comes and humbles himself and becomes a, becomes a child for us, this humble God who steps out of heaven and humbles himself and comes obedient to the death of the cross, that humble God is now not coming coming in humility, he's coming in glory, and he's coming in power, and he's coming in fullness, and every eye will look upon him. Now, the second time, man, it's so huge, because we believe if there was a second time, there had to be a first time. So the first time in humility, but the second time in glory. Oh, man, think for a moment, that second time coming in glory, and he's coming in glory and power because he's a king. And he is the king of all kings. Revelation will show us 45 times in 22 chapters that he is seated upon a throne and that he is a king of all kings. And this is what he's going to bring for us. His king of all kings is going to bring to us a blessed hope. Oh, man, I'm so thankful for the hope. And I love this because biblical hope is amazing. It's not like our version of hope. Our version of hope is like, I hope, man, we, yeah. I hope we win. I hope my team makes it to the play. I hope, I hope this. Some of y'all, y'all need to just change teams. There's no hope. No. You just need to, it's, there's no hope for you. And I ain't throwing, I ain't picking sides. I'm just telling you, some of y'all, there's no hope in that situation. Now I'm done. I love you. God bless you. But there's no hope in that. But no, no, th- th- that's our version of hope. I don't look at them like, I hope Jesus. I'm not a, I hope Jesus shows up. I'm not a, I hope, I hope he saved me from my sin. I hope, I hope there's something better than this crazy messed up world. No, 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 no. no. We have what scripture will say for us, a biblical hope. And the word means this. It means a strong and confident expectation. 
I mean, it's like a, not like, um, mm, no, no, a strong, and this like should cause you to throw your shoulders back, hold your head up. And man, not in pride, not in boasting in you, but boasting in the Lord. And, and just in a confident expectation, I have a hope that comes from God alone. Now, this is what's amazing. It says that we have a blessed hope. And when you study that word, this word is so amazing. I, I did a study on this. This is what I, I brought from this. It is an adjective suggesting happy or supremely blessed. Amen? It is a condition in which congratulations are in order. So <laughs> this is cool. But, so this is what it means for the Christian. Like if somebody comes to Christ, the first thing we should say it, congratulations. Come on, congratulations are in order. Man, we, like, man, this, this, is, this is great. Congratulations are in order. And so that's like, man, it's amazing. We're like, it's tough when we don't have hope. I, I've done this, man. I, I've done more funerals than I wanted to do this year. I'm just going to be honest. And, and I've, done more, I've, 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 I've done more than I wanted to do. More, more people have left us than I, than I wish would have left us. But there's a difference when I've stood behind those caskets and preached those messages with a hope that is different. And I've been around the families with those who don't have that. Now, listen to me today. Listen, Paul even said it this way. We don't grieve as those who have no hope. So we, it doesn't mean we don't grieve, but we grieve differently. We have a hope that is within us. And so, man, some of the ones that have went on before us, some of those that we love and have left us earlier than we wish they would have, you know what, we, what really is like, man, congratulations. Amen. Congratulations. You've done it. It is in order. You deserve And this is what's so cool because this definition goes on to mean this. It is a grace word. Man, and it has expressed the special joys and satisfactions granted to the person who's experienced salvation. And that's the only, listen, that's the only hope. And like, man, why don't we congratulate people when things are successful on the earth? And again, those things pass away. But man, as a believer, as a Christian, we have a blessed hope as salvation through him. And man, we grieve differently. We have a different form of this. And so, man, if, if you see someone hopeless, give them hope. Why, man? Why do you have this, man? So take this and share this. Now, this is, this is what we believe. We believe he's coming again, but we don't know when it will be. All right, so we, we just don't know when that's going to happen. Not, none of us know that. There have been a lot of people who have um, made uh, predictions um, behind when that would be. A lot of men, hundreds of professing Christians who have said that, man, they believe this is when this is going to happen. Now, uh, I, I know, man, that this is kind of like, I don't think real wise to do that because when it doesn't happen um, on that day, you look really bad. You just do, man. You make, you make others look bad sometimes. Let's just be honest. I mean, it, makes, it makes us like, man, come on, dude. You said you knew Jesus, and you're going to say that. Don't do that. Come on, you don't, don't do that. But I, I, was, I was thinking about this, but this is what we do know. We know he's coming. We know he's coming. But you know what I do like about those guys who do that? They're willing to lay it out there. They're willing to actually, they believe something so much. They're willing to, to write a book, to throw it out there, to put it online and say, man, this is when this is going to happen. Now, again, I'm not saying do that, don't. Just don't do that. But, but we should do this. We should be just as bold and just as excited and just as, man, as excited about the fact that he's coming again. And this is what we believe. We believe that he's going to come back to earth. Now, Matthew 24, 27, he said it like this, for as lightning 
comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, we don't know, again, when this will happen, when, when this will take place. But we believe this, man. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I, I did this first service, and I feel the prophetic unction of, to flow in the anointing again and to make this declaration that I believe this, man. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and make this claim. It's closer now than it's ever been before. Come on, amen. I'm not going to miss that one. Trust me. Amen. It is closer than it's ever been. And the fact is this, he's coming. Jesus is going to return. He's going to come again. But this is what he told us to do. Jesus goes on to say in verse 42 of Matthew 24, he said to do this, to watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. So we don't know when, but this is what we should be doing is being watchful. What do we set our eyes on? What are we looking at today? What are, being, what are we being watchful for, mindful of, and looking towards? He said that we are to be watchful of this. We are to be looking for that blessed hope, looking for that appearing, looking for the fact that he's coming again, sharing with that, be just as excited about the return of Christ as we are about the first time as we celebrate this time of year. Be just as excited about this. And this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 52 says, in a moment. Come on, man. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Amen. He is coming again. I believe that with everything within me. Now, we believe that he's coming again. And also, this is what I love. The second part of this, it says that we, he is coming to gather all the saints to himself. Now, this is what this means for us. Number two is that, man, we will be with him forever. Oh, man, we will be with him forever. Oh, man. Now, this is who that statement just excited, the ones who have been with him already. Oh, bro, y'all about to, it's about to get real. All right, now, look, it, that excites you. That if, if you're like, man, I'm going to be with him forever. Like, if you've been with him now, that does something to you. If, if you've experienced him already on this earth, and I'm talking about truly experienced the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you've encountered him on this earth, you are looking forward to that day that when we will spend eternity with him, there is nothing like it. And this is what breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that there are a lot of people who know him in their head, but don't know him in their heart. There are a lot of people that know about him but don't know him. There are a lot of people who've heard a lot of messages but have never encountered the one behind that and encountered the one who brings hope to that. And this has been my prayer. This is my heart for us that people will have this true, real encounter with a real Jesus and with a real Holy Spirit who comes in. And again, it's not just some religious thing that we're going through. This is a God that we can encounter. You can wake up in the morning and have a conversation with the God who created the heavens and the earth, the one who formed and fashioned and you made you in his name, you can talk to him. Like you can live with him and have a relationship with him. Now, this is how he, how he says that their saints will be gathered with him for all eternity. Now, for some of you right now, man, that may have right there have been the thing. Thinking about this, you're like, man, well, man, that leaves me out. I'm no saint. Now, 
Let's be honest. Go ahead and, and do this with me. Help me out. Throw saint in front of your first name and say those together real quick. Just say it. Say it. Go ahead just say it out loud. Some of y'all are like, no, say it. Saint. Some of y'all laughing because you know that. Some of y'all scared to say it. Some of y'all say, I ain't saying that's blasphemy, bro. I ain't no way. I'm going, I'm not going to say that. But you know we're saints if we've been saved? Come on, amen. We, we, now, I know St. Terry don't have a good ring to it. I'm going to go ahead and just be honest. Y'all, y'all know. Some of y'all know me. All right? They don't, they don't have a good ring to it. But listen, man, this is what we know and we believe is crazy. This is why this is so important. This is why some of you wasn't able to celebrate, man, when we said, man, you can be with him all forever because you're like, man, I don't know if I can. No, listen, this is what we know. Being a saint is not happening because of how good we are. It happens because of how great he is. Amen. That's why today, listen, we look forward to that. And so for us today, we're believing, man, in this great God who comes in, and he is the one who said he purifies the bride. He's the one who said he puts it in order and prepares for him and adorns them and puts them in a place for that coming. He does this for us. And this is what's so cool. I love Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon said it like this. He said, the saints shall persevere in holiness because God perseveres in grace. That's how it works. It's because of man today, because of what Christ has done for us. And this is what I want you to know today. It will be worth it. It's going to be worth it all. Every seed that you've sown, everything that you've done, every, every, every time you've given, every time you've put something in the ground, every time you've witnessed to somebody, shared the gospel, put Jesus, it's going to be worth every bit of it to be able to be with him forever because he's coming again. And when he comes, we'll get to be with him forever. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to that day. And now this is what I love. Again, he's not just coming and just coming by himself. See what he brings with him. This is so good because thoroughly and finally this morning, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And number three this morning is this, is that, man, he makes all things new. Amen. This is what he does. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 21. This is an awesome passage. Revelation chapter 21, we see this in verse 1. It says, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Now, again, this is a prophetic word, a, a, a word that was given, a revelation that was given to John, revealed to him, shown to him of what will take place. It says this, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first time, heaven and earth had passed away, and also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. This is him forever. This is us with him. This is us with the presence, in the presence of God, with Jesus. Listen, oh, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, no crying, no funerals, man, no sickness, no disease. Listen, there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. 
Then it is. Here's one of those times where it says it, man, that he is this God on this throne. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, right for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. Remember that conversation at a well? Man, he didn't change his mind. He was like the answer then. He said, I'm going to be the answer in this. It's always going to be him. And imagine that, man. You thirst, man. Let me give you something. You'll never thirst again. Love it. It's so beautiful. So, man, so, so glorious. I will give up the fountain of water life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. It's real bad news if you don't know Jesus. But man, did you catch the good news in that? It's going to be a new heaven, a new earth. This messed up thing, man, that we screwed up. Listen, God's going to make it right. And, man, and, and it's going to be so glorious. And, man, for us, we'll see that heaven is called to be our eternal home. Hell was never made for anybody in this room. Some of y'all, I mean, some of y'all think that was your, de- no, listen, it was never made for you. It was made for, for Satan, devil, and his angels. That's who it's for. And so, again, this is what he gave. He gave us an opportunity. And this is what we know that Jesus did. And I love it. Jesus said this in John 14. He said it himself. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't, don't get, tr- listen, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Man, think about it. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. He's coming. And receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And it's going to be all things new. It's going to be all things glorious. No sin. No battles. A glorified body. Come on. Amen. A glorified body. And heaven is going to be so beautiful. We can't. I don't care what destination, vacation destination you visited. Listen, there's nothing you could picture in your mind as glorious as what God has for us. Amen. As what is laid ahead for us as believers. Amen. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm going to ask you to do, before we stand and and do all this kind of stuff, as you're seated, I want you to take a moment. Bow your heads and just close your eyes for a second. And just today, I want you to think today, for, for what, just the best that you can put it together in your mind. What God has for us. And we know this. We know that we're not going to be able to do it justice. But I want you, even if it takes you going to that greatest picture you've ever seen, greatest destination you've ever been to, and you have to just get that in your mind as the best that we can do right now. Come on, just think for a moment. And it is so much better than that. Because this is what we know. All the saints, <laughs> yeah, saints, who have gone on before us, who knew Christ and have received that gift of grace, Man, eternity with them. All those of Scripture that we see who follow Christ, man, in eternity. Loved ones and friends and family. But today, listen, above all those things, Jesus himself, the one who made a way for us to be there, the one who prepared that way for me and you to enter that place, will be with us. As you think about that for a moment, 
this quote by Tony Nolan is just so good. It says this. He said, I once thought that hell wasn't fair. But now that I'm saved, I see that heaven actually is. Wow. Think for a moment. Man, don't we so many times, man, hell's unfair. I can't believe that's the case. But man, you know what's, you know what's unfair is that, man, he created a place this good for us that we don't deserve. And it's called grace today. We don't deserve it, but, man, it is available for us. And this is what we do know. We know this world will end, and it will be a new heaven and a new earth. And the good news is this, man, is that Jesus is coming again. And it's a hope that that brings for us. A blessed hope. Not, well, maybe. Listen, there's something better. No, it's a confident expectation of what lies ahead and what he has for us. And I'm going to ask you if you would, and now take a moment, just stand right where you are, quietly as you can do so. Just reveling in this moment as I just sense the presence of God with us right now. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for your word today. Yeah, God, I just honor you in this room right now. And if you already have a relationship with Jesus, just honor him in this room if you would. Yeah, just honor the presence of God in this room. I feel like we need to just kind of just cultivate that for a second and just recognize him. Father, thank you for your presence, Lord. Yeah, we're a bride because you're a great bridegroom, Father. Yeah, we're saints because of your, your greatness and your goodness, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just want to honor him in this room. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah, no sin, no sorrow, no sickness. Thank you for what you're bringing, God. Thank you for what's coming with you. And we've sung about it. We've heard messages about it. It's going to become a reality one day. Jesus himself. Heaven is our home. This is what I know. This is what I know to be true. The last recorded words of Jesus that we read in Scripture in the book of Revelation. In chapter 22, verse 20. Jesus said this. He said, surely... I'm coming quickly. Now, we know this. Listen, something written those many years ago. We're like, well, man, it's not true. Listen, we serve a God who's outside of time. The sovereign, great God is sets out. He's eternal. That's why he's taken us and given us eternity because he's an eternal God. But this is what we do know. Listen, that he's coming. And according to his words, he's coming quickly. And this is what we do know. He's coming sooner now than he's ever been. And I don't, it doesn't take huh, a genius to be able to look around, see what's happening in our world, to see that there are prophetic things lining up, that things are being set in order, that Jesus is coming again. And for us, for those, again, who have surrendered their life to Christ, it's a blessed hope, a confident expectation. Congratulations are in order. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in hearts right now, speaking to lives today, God. May we respond today to all that you have for us. Yeah, may we respond today to all that you have for us. And we're going to talk about this in a few weeks, but I, I, I want you to hear this statement clearly just as best that you can right now. How we respond to the first coming of Jesus will determine how he responds to us in his second coming. That powerful God, again, not coming humbly, laying down and bowing down again. He's coming with all power and authority, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. 
And I don't say that to scare. I say that to encourage today. There's hope for you. Listen, if you feel like you're struggling and need hope today, he's in this room. So, Father, I just ask you to speak to hearts today right now. How we respond to that first coming. Listen, how it depends how he responds to us in a second. What do you want to hear? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. So, Father, I just thank you again. I just want to just pause and thank you again for what you're doing in hearts. Yeah. Just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Somebody's looking around. You and Jesus right now. You and him. Just you and him getting real for a moment. If you don't have that hope today, hope is here. Biblical hope. True hope in him. He's here. He's here. And he gave his life. He said in that very first, first scripture, he did this for all. This is available for all. Right now, if, if you're watching online in this room, you need the hope today that only God can bring. Right now, just lift up your hand towards heaven. You just need the hope today. You just feel hopeless. You feel like you need him. Any reason at all? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, release your hope in this. Release your blessed hope today in this room. Release your peace today in this place, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. As we sing this last song in closing tonight, this morning, I want, I want you to do something. If you need prayer, I just want you to know that this morning you're in a praying church. That's where you're at today. If you're new here, you're wondering, we're a praying church. We believe in the power of that. So if you need prayer, any reason at all, there's, you just you need prayer in your life, I want to invite you to do this. We have a prayer team that would love to pray with you. We have folks in this church who just love Jesus and love you, love to pray. If you need prayer for any reason, I'm going to invite you just to begin to step out and come. If you need prayer for any reason, going through anything in your life, if you need prayer, we're here. I promise you, you won't step out and be by yourself. Somebody's going to be there for you and be with you. Yeah, come. But as you come right now, listen, if, if you have a prayer need, any, any need at all, yeah, come. Listen, I hope today this is what this does for us. Puts in our heart, puts in our minds, puts in our eyes to look towards, as that scripture said, to look towards him, to be watchful of and mindful of, and to be thankful for what he's bringing. So I'm going to ask you to do this. And as, as the worship team ministers in this last song, guys, just go ahead and continue, begin to play. As they play, I want you to do this. I want you just to honor and celebrate and practice the presence of God right now. Pastor Lewis said it earlier, man, that we get to just go ahead and get warmed up for what's to come. And it's going to be a glorious time. So I want you to do this. I want you to thank the Father. I want you to, to lift high the name Jesus. I just want you to worship. And as they sing this song, man, this is a powerful message in this song today. As they release this in this house, open your heart to hear it. Open your mind today to receive and your spirit to hear all that God is speaking today in this room. Heaven's here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or would like to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.